The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Comcast. Hi again, everybody. Jeff Joniak with you, my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, the 85 Bear Tom Thayer in the score studio, and former Bears quarterback Jim Miller joining us from his Michigan home on Chicago's Sports Radio 670. The score. Good evening, boys. Big Jeff. Hope everything's well. Another exciting week. Um, I think I, I've sat in this chair a long time and wanted Kyle Fuller to allow him to be rewarded with the contract and. I'm, I'm happy to say that's what he's got. Now we'll see how this works itself out in the next couple of years. Yeah, good to be with you. A lot of news uh, in the, or I should say, news in the in the cycle today. With uh, obviously Kyle Fuller re- returning to the Chicago Bears transition tag. I'm with Tom. Had the opportunity to go shop his wares, and clearly, you know, I, I don't think it was just gamesmanship. I mean, new style of defense in Green Bay with Mike Penton, and you know they felt good about signing Kyle Fuller, and and he gets a bump in pay. So good for Kyle Fuller, and good to have him back. That's what happens. The kind of production he had last year, fellas. When you make plays on the ball and play as aggressively as he did. And we're going to talk to him hopefully at around 6.30 here tonight on the show. But, you know, it, it it caught everybody's attention, put it that way, not just here in Chicago but around the league, right? Well, you, you know, when you got other general managers trying to raid teams within your own division, that's a pretty solid sign that this team not only respected what Kyle Fuller did on the football field, but what he could bring to a locker room. So I, I thought it was a, a good move for the Bears to sign him, but you also uh, you understand the respect, and that's the way Jim Fink's, you know, one of his beliefs was if you could raid the teams of the good players within your own division, you're going to make yourself better and a team weaker. Also, well, what's good about it, too, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jeff, because you just don't see transition tags that much in the NFL. The last one was Charles Clay, former tight end, and I think we brought this up, of Miami and Buffalo, knowing that Miami didn't have the salary cap space to sign him, almost put you know a deal that was unrealistic, and Miami had to let the good player go. The Bears have positioned themselves where they had a lot of salary cap space, so thus they're able to, to work the deal out and match the offer for Kyle Fuller to return. Well, also, Jim and Tom, you know, when you're talking about free agency, it's an expensive proposition in the first week, and it's expensive signing, no question, for a guy like Kyle Fuller. Uh, but a starting cornerback in this league has great value. And if you're dipping into the free agent pool, you're trying to re-sign the guys that you value as well on your own team because you already know them. So you're not banking on somebody you don't know yet. Just on reputation, watching tape and whatnot, you haven't been in front of that guy. They know all about Kyle Fuller. Vic Fangio knows all about Kyle Fuller. His teammates know all about Kyle Fuller. So it is a great piece to keep in that puzzle. You know, one thing, Jeff and Jim, when is the last time at this stage of the offseason that the Bears understand what their defensive backfield is going to be day one of training camp? I don't think that's been in play around here for quite a while. And whether it's the influx of the safety position or just not having settled on two cornerbacks that that you really feel that you can go to division bat with. And they're going to have other, you know, the nickel and the dime back and everything. But when you talk about going into the season this far out and having four defensive backs in place, that's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, kept a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And even other guys, Bryce Callahan, all those guys returning. This this group should be pretty darn formidable. Prince of Mukamara, all these guys are back working together. Two young safeties. Uh, Adrian Amos has really taken a step forward with how he played a year ago and the impact of, of Eddie Jackson. Plus, as you mentioned, that entire defensive staff is back. Eddie Donatel, you look at the secondary, what they'll be able to do there. These guys are just a, a lot further ahead than what they've been in previous seasons. Oh, as Tom, you indicated, you, you got to go. You know, you got to go back to Vasher Tillman, Mike Brown, Danielle Manning, don't you? What year yeah. is that, Jeff? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're talking about you know, you know what, ten, fifteen years ago, and then you still had some. You didn't know what to think about the development of a guy like Daniel Manning and, and things like that, but with the development of Adrian Amos last season, what Eddie Jackson did for the safety position, getting Kyle Fuller signed, re-signing Prince of Mukamara, uh, I, again, I, I think, like Jim said, this far out, it's it's a positive for the Bears. This is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy. Pleased to be with you tonight until about 7 o'clock. Uh, so far, the Bears have signed seven unrestricted free agents, and by my count now, 11 of their own, so... 59, 60 players under contract, that's certainly a, a long way to go to 90, and it's still the fewest number of players, I believe, signed uh, right now or under contract right now in the league. But that doesn't sweat me at all because the draft and un- undrafted free agents are going to be coming aboard as this team does continue to track towards the younger age uh, for an overall number for this football team, which I think is important with a young first-year head coach as well. Well, you don't sweat me. I don't think I've heard that line since Paulie <laughs> used it in Rocky One. But, but that is that is true. I mean, I I like the fact that they do have a, a lot of open spaces there for a lot of college auditions. I'm okay with having the big draft class, a lot of rookie free agents, because you think of the where Mitchell Trubisky is and where some of the young guys are on this football team. Their best is yet to come. But I think there's going to be a lot of young guys joining the team this season that their best is is going to be in tune with some of the development of the young players here. Yeah, just how they're attacking it. You know, it's, you look at when Carson Wentz was, was drafted by Philadelphia. Hey, the next year they went in and got all the weapons, you know, to put around him. Same thing almost for, for Jared Goff and all the weapons they brought in. Uh, when you look at the, their head coach and how they built it around him, and you, it looks like the same build for Chicago as they get all these young weapons around their exciting young quarterback. And many of the analysts and the people who write about this great game in the National Football League uh, throwing very good compliments. The Bears way for how they have, as Jim put it, attacked free agency here in the early going of this business season of professional football. Coming up next, one of those additions to the Bears roster. Veteran tight end, the Super Bowl champion from the Philadelphia Eagles, now Chicago Bears. Trey Burton is going to join the program. This is Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. And welcome back to Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of your Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across this country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. Right here with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score until 7 o'clock tonight on Bears All Access. We welcome in new Bears tight end, Trey Burton. Young man, congrats and welcome. I know I've seen you uh, on some videos down in your home state of Florida, I think with some local television. You got the Bears you got the Bears hat on, so uh, the transition now complete. Say it one more time, you're breaking up. I said the transition to being a Bear, it's now complete, my friend. How's it feel? Yeah. Yeah, man, my family and I, you know, are really, really excited for this opportunity and um, just the history history and the tradition 
you know, up there in Chicago is uh, second to none. And so we're just uh, happy and can't wait to be a part of it. You know, Trey, the versatility of the tight end position in the last 10 years has probably changed more than any other position in football. But I was reading an article today by Dickerson that said that you are the perfect fit for the U tight end in this offense. And I'm saying the capital U, not Y-O-U. Can you give us a little bit of a definition of what the U tight end means to our listeners? Yeah, the, the U tight end is just uh, he's, he's the most flexible, I would say the most flexible player on the team in a sense because you can really line up anywhere you can line up outside uh you can line up in the slot you can put your hand down um you, you can also line up in the wing you know with behind the wide tight end and you can also line up in the backfield as well um for protection and blocking and things like that so uh, the, the guy you really don't know where he's gonna line up really really don't know what's gonna happen um and and he can be used in a bunch of different ways well trey jim miller here good to talk to you again and just for everybody the u tight end it means he's the best athlete on the field he's a former quarterback that's why right trey yeah i didn't, so, I didn't say that i didn't say that but i can't do a lot of things for sure absolutely well let me just ask you this have you have had an opportunity to really just take a breath yet here you win the super bowl you make a great play in the super bowl you throw a touchdown pass very involved in some plays and have the parade. You're celebrating free agencies here. You sign with the Bears. Have you even taken a breath yet since the end of the no, season? No, I, I tell I tell people I got I got years after I'm done playing to really sit back and think, you know, on, about all this stuff. And it's just been an unbelievable year. You know, we could never even have imagined it being you know this crazy and fun and exciting. And uh, I I don't think I've been home for longer than three or four days, you know, in a row uh, here in Tampa since the off season. And so. Um, it's just it's been a whirlwind, you know. But it, we've just been trying to soak it all in, and you know, in a couple of years, we'll be able to sit back and um, you know talk about it and really you know uh, dwell on you know what has happened in the last couple, last couple of months. Bears tight end Trey Burton with us here on Bears All Access. Hey Trey, you mentioned uh, some of the responsibilities and some of the alignments that you'll be in. That end does include blocking, and I think everybody assumes that you're just a pass receiving tight end, but. You know, looking back at your career and of recent vintage, the playoff game against Atlanta, that key block on fourth and goal, Garrett Blunt gets in around the edge to score. That was a key play in the game, gave you guys a big second quarter lead in that NFC divisional round. How do you feel about your blocking? What 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 should we think about your blocking? I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't don't really care what people think about it. I mean, I know whenever I'm out there, I try as hard as I can to get the job done. It's something that. Um, doesn't come as natural to me, you know, as catching the ball or, or things like that. But it's definitely something I'm not shying away from. You know, something that I know that the, I, I want to be on the field all all three downs. You know, and so I know if I continue to work on my blocking, you know, get better at that, I'll have a really good opportunity or a really good chance, you know, at doing that. And so I'm um, trying to stay on the field as much as possible. I know those are one. That's one of the things I always got to continue to work on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really confident in it, and uh, I'm re- ready for whatever challenge. That's brought you know towards me whenever coach whatever coach wants me to do. Trey, in the first game of my career, I played on kickoff return. The last game of the year, uh, last game of my career, ten years later, I was still on kickoff return. I remember at your yeah. press conference, you talked about how important your role was in getting included on special teams because you are at the sixth on the depth chart. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and talk about the importance of wanting to contribute on special teams as a young guy to? Now look where you are. You're on your second contract after a Super Bowl with a team that really wanted wanted to bring you to this team, but the role of special teams in your career. For sure, yeah. I mean, I would not be here if it wasn't for special teams. That's, there's no doubt about that. I also think, you know, it's it's the dirtiest job in the NFL in the sense of nobody 
comes into the NFL wanting to play special teams. You know, it's something that um, you either get on that's your only choice once you get on the team, or it's something that um, you're there's so many guys in your position you have to play uh, special teams. So no, it's the same thing with like high school. I mean, uh, high school and college football. Like no one gets recruited to big time universities unless you're a punter or a kicker to play special teams. You know, it's just something that you have to be willing, you have to be unselfish uh, to do. And so, I mean, I, I owe a ton to Dave Fipp, you know, who is probably the best special teams coach in the NFL, you know, for kind of bringing me under his wing and teaching me a ton, a ton of tricks. And same with Chris Maragos, you know, one of the best out there, special, special teams players. Um, but, yeah, I knew my whole mindset, and it's the same, same thing, you know, here in, in Chicago, like find out where I'm needed, find out where I fit the best, you know, what can I do to help this team win. Um, and whatever that is, you know, if it's playing special teams and playing offense or just playing offense, you know, whatever that looks like, I'm, I'm all for it. And, and that guys have to be flexible. You know, a lot of guys, um, like I said, come in, are drafted, um, expect to play right away. But you guys know with the, the numbers, the 46 on game day and the 53 on the roster, and, like, I mean, stuff gets crunched, you know. And, and, and if you can't play special teams, that just takes a whole level of versatility away. Or if you're not willing to play, you know, it takes a whole level of versatility away from you as a player. Um, and so that that's one thing I definitely try to take advantage and do the best of my ability at with playing on teams. And with all that said, I mean, you're in a lot of rooms communicating to a lot of different people. Relationships yeah. are important, whether it's coaches, <laughs> uh, getting uh, simulating with new teammates. And just talk about that because you've been with a young quarterback in Carson Wentz who, who obviously has great leadership uh, ability. And, and it, really, Mitchell Trubisky has displayed great leadership. Talk about that because you, you guys are going to have a dynamic between one another where he's got to know you so well and you got to know him so well at the end of the day for, for, really, uh, for you and you both to make great plays on offense. No, yeah, no doubt, 100%. Right on. Uh, I mean, one thing, you know, I, I have not met Mitch um, in person yet, and I'm looking forward to that, you know, in a couple of days when I have to go back up there. But one thing you constantly hear throughout the whole league, you know, even and even from, you know, guys like Carson um, and things like that, just how great of a guy he is and how much he loves football um, and wants to win. And so, you know, you can always rally behind guys like that, you know, guys who are good people off the field, um, but then also, you know, our leaders and um, one of the hardest working guys on the team. Um, so, I mean, I have no doubt that we'll get along really, really well. Um, and I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to see. And, you know, you know how it is. You, you hear all these things and um, nothing but good things, but you got to see it for yourself, you know. And I'm, so I'm ready um, and excited to actually meet him and get to hang out with him a little bit off the field and um, hang, out, hang out with him on the field and just hear him talk ball and, um, and watch him throw a couple balls and things like that. I'm really excited for Bears tight end Trey Burton with us here for a couple of more moments here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, a couple of things stuck out to me when you were introduced here and we, we sat down for an interview as well for ChicagoBears.com is that you understand after living it and breathing it in Philadelphia what the blueprint is on how to get yeah. to a Super Bowl and how to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And also you're in a system that you know. And now you're coming here with that knowledge in a system that can dictate matchups. Do you feel that now with what you have seen on paper, at least with what else has come in this free agent class with Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and yourself, that all this can dictate matchups and then down the road, you can figure out how to make your way through the postseason? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of things that need to happen before before we can even start talking about um, really the regular season and, and things like that. Like we, need, I need to see how well everybody picks the playbook up because, I mean, it's not the easiest thing um, to learn by any means. And so there's just so many different 
uh, so many different formations and plays and ways you can do things, you know, in the offense. It's very flexible. It's a really, it's a player's offense, you know, because it's, it's, you don't just do the lines, you know, you don't just open the book and say, oh, you got to do this. Um, it's, it's really flexible for the players. And so um, you, you got you to figure that out. You got to see guys' work ethics. You got to figure out, you know, who the leaders are on the team. Um, and so once you figure those things out, uh, then you have a lot better understanding of, you know, how far you're going to be able to make it. And so like in Philadelphia, for example, we had, I want to say, five to eight guys who have won a Super Bowl before or at least played in the Super Bowl. And so um, having, you know, guys who can come and speak in front of the team and let them know once you hit the playoffs for the first time in a long time what to expect, I mean, it's powerful, man. And, and these guys are the leaders. These guys are the ones, you know, who are staying in later and coming in earlier and, and things like that. So, yeah, I'm just really excited to see, you know, who – are the natural leaders, you know, who are the guys that um, other people lean on to, uh, to, to help, you know, push them through uh, the season. Hey, Trey, in preparation to play Philly last year with the Bears, we had a chance to watch a lot of tape of your defense. How beneficial was it for you early in your career to be able to practice against a defense with that type of power, that type of quickness in the versatility, and, and how did it help you develop to this stage of your career? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. You know, I've been really fortunate to be able to go against guys like Malcolm Jenkins and um, Patrick Robertson and Jalen Mills, um, man, yeah, that, I mean, those it's huge. You get to you get to play against the best of the best, uh, you know, every single day, especially you know in OTAs and in training camp. And so, I think one of the biggest things that that helped us as an offense, and you can, I mean, there's been multiple times where you know Jim Schwartz has came to our our head coach, you know, Doug Peterson, and and told him, thank you for running the trap plays and thank you for running the wham plays and uh, and giving us different looks because that's making us better as a defense. And so, you know, with that being said, I think it goes hand in hand. You know, the defense um, in Philadelphia, were, they were nasty. You know, they were guys who were coming to work every single day and practice during OTAs and training camp, and they're, they're wanting to start fights. You know, they're wanting to, to be that bully. And, uh, and I think that helped us as an offense, you know, come together collectively, uh, but then each person individually got better because they're going against, you know, some of the best uh, in the league at their respective positions. And so that's another reason why I'm excited to come to Chicago, you know, because you hear – uh, and obviously, I played against them last year. You, you see how good they are, um, and fundamentally sound they are, and, and something that uh, I'm looking forward to getting in the, in the camp and developing these relationships with the DBs and the linebackers and the guys that are going to be covering me and trying to put in, you know, extra work with them when practice is over. And um, it, it's a, it's a, I help you, you help me type of thing, you know, because they get to go against some of the best guys in the league on the offensive side of the ball. We get to go against them on the defense side of the ball. So we're all learning, all getting better together. Um, and that's what it's all about, you know, collectively as, as a unit, special teams, offense and defense, you know, getting better collectively and uh, ultimately, you know, winning. Well, last one for me, Trey, because we mentioned this is an exciting time and an exciting time for you personally in your life. And how quickly do you think it'll it'll stabilize so you've got normalcy? You know, obviously you're moving to a new city and you mentioned all these new teammates and relationships you got to develop. You probably still have a ring ceremony and, and maybe a visit to the White House uh, going on. I mean, how how do you really, uh, you know, dem- you know, really control your time and where you're going to dedicate it so you can really settle in and focus on the task at hand? Yeah, no, great question. I know right now uh, I'll be I'm home until I leave April first, and so uh, I'm doing my best, Mr. Mom impersonation right now, and taking my kids to school and picking them up and you know trying to be present um, as much as I possibly can, you know. But the next couple of months, you know, April, May, and June are going to kind of be a little crazy because my kids still have uh, school down here in Florida, so I'll be away from them um, for the majority of the time, and I'll, I'll do exactly what I did in Philly last year. I just flew home. Um, every weekend or every other weekend and 
Um, but I'm looking forward, you know, to getting up there. I'm looking forward to, you know, meeting guys, um, hanging out, um, you know, developing these relationships on and off the field, and, uh, and and ultimately, you know, getting this thing going. All right, Trey, we appreciate all the time you gave us tonight. Uh, welcome to Chicago. You're an impressive young man and a heck of a football player, and Bears fans are going to enjoy watching you put your hand in the dirt and go run run patterns for touchdowns. So yeah, welcome yeah. to the Bears. Can't wait, man. Let's do this. I can't wait. Trey Burton, thank you so much. Bears tight end joining us here on Bears All Access. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and Jim Miller with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app presented by Verizon. With Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Josh got off the phone with Trey Burton, the Bears' new tight end. Fellas, uh, I was impressed. I was impressed with a couple of things. But the one thing that stuck out the most, and, and I I don't think this is uh, something that should be understated, is that a man who wins a Super Bowl or even goes to a Super Bowl understands how they got there. And it wasn't just talent. There's a process. And he explained it a little bit with me last week. But right there he told me everything I needed to know. He wants to find out. Who are the guys on this team that are going to be the leaders to take to take this team there? And I think he can be one of those guys. As a former quarterback, there's a natural leadership quality with him. There's no different than when Zach Miller was in this locker room and is in this building to this day. He he walks and talks like a leader as a, as a former quarterback. It's a natural thing. Jim, you played the position. You were a leader. I mean, I think he's a significant piece to this puzzle. Uh, no, I agree with you because he does so many things, you know, so he's going to know the flex tight end role or what the, say, the quarterback's thinking on a, on a certain read and versus certain coverage. And he he can literally affect like five different positions just with his impact, how he talks to people, how he communicates to people, how he can relay information uh, that maybe uh, gets lost in translation sometimes. You mentioned and brought up uh, the impact he can have on, on special teams, running game aspect of it, and what's expected on certain things, and a certain level of trick playability. You know, like you said, this is a guy who wears a lot of different hats uh, in a locker room, and he definitely is going to be a key component and brings a lot to uh, different things to the table at many positions that he can impact. You know, Jeff, I don't know if you remember this. When we used to walk out the door at the old Hallis Hall to go up to the practice field, there used to be a sign above the door, and it said, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. <laughs> yes. And I and I think Trey Burton is more of that leader. And I referred to the, his special teams comments because when I see a guy bring that up in his um, – his first interview with the team, and he talks about the importance of earning a role on the special teams to ultimately earn your opportunity on the team. I think it says a lot about those guys. And, um, in the, you know, after you're a part of special teams your entire career, you see guys that have made just, uh, you know, Ron Rivera, Jim Morrissey, guys that uh, through my ear that have made careers because they were willing and, and to contribute on the special teams, and that impressed me most about Trey initially. Now how about Neil Anderson? Yeah, Neil was one of the greatest flyers on punt team in the history, the best first-round draft choice running back in the history of special teams, I think. And I think you go back throughout the league when everybody contributed, what Neil was able to accomplish that year that he was on special teams after being a first-round tailback, impressive. Jim, who were you uh, impressed with throughout your playing days on special teams that later became starters? Oh, geez. I remember Dwight Stone uh, when I was with 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dwight Stone was strictly a gunner, and we put him at wide receiver to stretch defenses. And I'm not kidding you, everybody <laughs> would try to, to double block him on the outside. I never saw Dwight Stone lose a battle his entire career. He literally beat double teams, and you just see other, the other special teams coaches shaking their head like, how the heck guy do it again? He'd be the first guy down there making the tackle every single time, but he could absolutely fly. I think he was middle Tennessee, Tennessee State is where we got him. What a great teammate, and anytime we needed a big play uh, going deep, Dwight Stone always came through from that aspect as well. Also, what resonates to me, he does have an edge to him too, so he's very uh... – Sure of himself. He, he's a self-made player, undrafted out of Florida, uh, changing positions, of course, headed to the NFL, and even admitted that, you know, when he was undrafted, he, he didn't know, well, maybe I'm not good enough. You know, maybe nobody <laughs> maybe nobody <laughs> thinks I'm good enough. And when he gets there, he's, like you said, Tom, sixth on the depth chart. I don't <laughs> want to belabor this, but I think players like that appreciate the journey a little Jeff. bit more. Does, do you think that's who? Who do you deal with on a weekly basis during the football season that refers to his free agency as <laughs> it, we're talking? Yes, and you know what Jay was able to accomplish after being an undrafted free agent is as impressive as anybody in the league, being a seven-time Pro Bowler and the starter and All Pro and everything like that. But when you look at Trey. It was hard for me to watch the presentation film that they put out because it was a highlight film, and it's he's so impressive no matter where he was lined up. And it seemed if they lined up him against a linebacker, the linebacker was overmatched because he's a really good route runner. If they tried to match him up with the defensive back, he won the size battle there. So it's going to be interesting how they use this new U tight end in this offense. And, Jim, I mentioned this to him too. With Allen Robinson now, and again, this is not a finished offense just yet. Mitchell Trubisky with Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel. Jordan Howard. Hopefully uh, Cam Meredith. Uh, he did apparently take a visit or has been invited to, to check out the Indianapolis Colts as a restricted free agent. But do you have now pieces that can dictate matchups for Matt Nagy calling the place? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, again, you got certain guys that give certain roles. You know, Allen Robinson can make the trick play, the acrobatic catch. Um, you know, whether he's – I think he's personally uh, going to line up as an X or they could put him at Z depending on Kevin White and, and where his health status is coming at for, coming back from Chicago. Gabriel can be a ter- terrific slot. You can also line him up on the outside to stretch defenses versus certain coverage and what you're trying to do. And I mentioned you can now beat any type of coverage a defense presents you. These, these guys can beat man coverage, and you will get one-on-ones with certain guys that are going to command more attention, whether it's the tight end position with Trey Burton or if he's in the flex slot position or something like that, that they can present a lot of different things and a lot of different coverage beaters that now it'll just be up to Mitchell Trubisky to to figure it out, process the information. Oh, here's my matchup right here. Here's my one-on-one. And you've got guys that can physically go out and make the play uh, to hit home runs. Hey, Jim and Jeff, was Kareem Hunt the running back for Kansas City? He yeah. was a rookie last year, right? Third-round yeah. draft Right. Pick, yep. So what I'm saying is you better include the name Jordan Howard every time you talk about this new offense because I don't know if the Kansas City offense would have had the dynamic, explosive ability beyond the line of scrimmage if they didn't have such a threat behind the line of scrimmage. And that's the thing about it here is – we're we're talking about all the the players that are going to run from the line of scrimmage down the field. The Mitchell Trubisky is going to throw them the football. But if the defense isn't influenced by a, a running game that has power behind it, then they're going to be able to dictate some of the defenses no, they want to play. 
Yeah, it's a good point because I don't think teams can flat out play single high safety against the Bears. You know, that's normally what teams were doing, and Jordan Howard, being the muscle man that he is, could still churn it out and get a lot of yardage, but Bears will probably get a lot of too high or be able to dictate a too high coverage, get a get a guy out of the box that they'll have to remove it to respect the speed that the Bears bring to the table, whether it's Cohen, Gabriel, or Robinson. And now uh, Jordan Howard should have some good looks that he can pound the football and it'll be less, much less stressful on him always beating the that eighth defender that's unblocked. Break this down statistically for me, fellas. So the Chiefs were ninth in the league in rushing last year on the 23rd most carries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 the question is, is probably, you know, they're, they don't have the – the real true threat of the quarterback. Alex Smith is respected. He's got great athleticism. If he turns the corner, he can run away from outside linebackers and defensive backs. But I think that's the position is, you know, that that provides more statistics to every position if you have, you know, that guy who's a key figure. And, you know, earlier this year, Ryan Pace said that's the biggest asset on your football team is the quarterback. Yeah, and you look at it, Alex Smith hasn't been shy about gaining yardage over the past few seasons with how he's been able to, to run the football. Last year alone, he had 355 yards rushing, and I think Mitchell has absolutely has that ability where he can get you know three 400 yards with his legs, a couple extra first downs in a game, and I, I think Matt Nagy, Coach Nagy, I should say, is going to incorporate that in. That's just another thing teams are going to have to defend because Mitchell is definitely dangerous with his legs to make plays, much like Alex Smith. Well, Mitchell had 248 yards on 41 rushing attempts in his 12 starts for the Chicago Bears. And Alex Smith, as you said, 355 on 60 carries. He started all the games. So same wheelhouse, six yards a carry or more for Alex Smith, about six yards, 6.2 for Mitchell Trubisky. In an interview with the Tribune's Rich Campbell over the weekend, called this a perfect situation for the Bears to emerge. We'll see. It looks to be very exciting. Lots of good offseason moves so far. We'll continue here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Sign your child up for a fun, non contact Chicago Bears Youth Football Camp brought to you by Gatorade and Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit www.bearscamps.com to save $50 today. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Fast-moving program. Got to dip into this, and I, I wish we had more time to talk to Trey Burton about this. He was our guest in our second uh, segment tonight, the catch rule. So things are changing, Big Jim. You talked about it all day, uh, I'm sure, on your program on Sirius XM, NFL Radio, moving the change. So what would you guys discuss, and what do you think about it? Tell us what you're hearing. Yeah, it sounds like uh, when you look at, a, you know, from, uh, was it Troy? Uh, oh, geez, why am I forgetting his name? Vincent. Yeah, Troy Vincent, uh, the executive uh, league office over there, talks about that they're going to try and eliminate going to the ground. It's, you know, to me, it's not going to, you know, the reversals that happened a year ago, and it's really just cleaning it up. So when you go back in time, probably Calvin Johnson that initially started all this mess, that probably would have been a touchdown ruled against the Bears. Des Bryant, he brought up that play. That would have been a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. How about the play last year, Jesse James uh, against uh, the New England Patriots? That would have been. So the, really, they're going to kind of 
eliminate the movement of the ball. Once the player has secured the, the catch, he's going to the ground. They're going to kind of eliminate that. Even if the ball is jarred a little bit, that will still now be considered a catch, and that's how they're going to approach it uh, moving forward in the National Football League, and it sounds like it'll go over with uh, overwhelming approval. I don't, it's never going to be a clear-cut instance. I mean, because of the slow-motion super cams and every angle they have, no matter if they try to clear up the rule, there's always going to be you know, people on the argumentative side if, if you're for the opponent and the ball moves a little bit. Two feet down, catch is made. I don't care where on the field, that should be it. Do you think it should well, be it, reviewable? Do you think well, they maybe I, should it, eliminate that part of it? Well, it'll be subjective. It'll still be up to the official. But if it's sent back to the league to the league office, it's not getting overturned this time. So those all initially were ruled catches in the NFL, and those were all overturned. Yeah, yeah by the league office. So now, moving forward, nothing like that will be overturned. That's how the league office is going to look at it, and they'll they'll send it down to the official that's on the field and say, hey, catch, uh, you know, it, it uh, you know stands up, and it's good to go, and it'll be a, a catch moving forward in the NFL. Over the years, I mean, this is, I mean, it's an aggravation for, for players, coaches, it's and terrible. certainly for fans and us analyzing the game, much like for years what pass interference was. Well, you know, Jeff, they want to make the the game more uh, fun experience for the people to watch inside the stadium. But the more technology they get to surround the game of football, the more confusing they make it, because you do have all these slow motion, these different angles that all these cameras are showing. And then you have these tablets on the sideline that are getting instantaneous moving pictures of it. So I, I think the technology contributes to the confusion as as much as the quality of athletes that they're 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 turning some of these players into. I'd be all for getting rid of instant replay period because some of the great plays in NFL history may have been overturned. It's just the natural progression of technology and, and trying to get things right. But at this point it's such a cumbersome thing. I'd be I'd be okay if it never was around anymore. How do you yeah, guys feel about that? The game is fast, and those officials certainly don't have a, an easy job. And but you know, for the most part, you know, most of the time they're making the right calls mm-hmm. down on the field, and it it just got too analytical uh, this year by the by the league office. That that rule pretty much changed, and if they would have went by the call that happened, you know, overturning them all year long. Um, you know, maybe some of those touchdowns wouldn't have, wouldn't have counted in, in the Super Bowl. You know, you look at Corey Clement's touchdown where the ball did move, and they had overturned that play pretty much, uh, you know, during replay all year long, but yet it's held up. Uh, in the NFL, I think Roger Goodell was getting sick of it, and I think a lot of coaches were starting to have some problem with it. So it's revisited, and it sounds like that'll be eliminated and go back to the way it was. If you're just joining the program, Kyle Fuller had his contract matched by the Bears, the offer from the Green Bay Packers. A healthy four-year, $56 million deal for the veteran cornerback. He was on a conference call right before we started the program tonight. Certainly very excited. You know, the business of football, it's often a roller coaster ride for a player. And so he even admitted it was a little weird, you know, getting a contract offer from your division opponent, the Green Bay Packers. But uh, the Bears were going to match this thing right away, and they they did officially uh, announce it today. So you're talking about a corner. Second most targeted corner in the league behind Adoree Jackson in Tennessee. The difference there, Kyle gave up two touchdowns according to Stats Inc. Adoree Jackson gave up seven. He allowed 46.4% completion percentage, and he broke up 22 passes tied for second most in the NFL. Yeah, but, you know, now that you got all this money granted to you, and, I, and again, I'm for giving Kyle Fuller a new contract, and I like the physical style of play, but I think every Bear fan out there, 
that's listening is hungering for more Bears defensive turnovers. So I think when you talk about Kyle Fuller and the way to have that he's emerged this past season, I think you know he's got a little addition to this game that he's got to he's got to start adding more interceptions to his game. And I think you know if you're going to go out and sign a a cornerback to this type of dollar figure, as much as you admire his physical style, it's the Bears fans want interceptions. Yeah, more. Yeah, you know, and I'm with you, Tom. I think he's a very physical player. Um, you know, what do you have? 60, 67 tackles last year, two interceptions. Hope to have with now that secondary returning and increased communication. Maybe that will be the trend moving forward because they were much better at the the takeaways a, a season ago. And I think a group that will be on the same page with the same coaching staff that, you know, this is a, was a top 10 defense by the end of the season. And we'll see if it can even climb to even greater heights. You know, I, I think Lynch, Aaron Lynch, the outside linebacker that the Bears signed this week, I think he's got a – assume an important role here because if you can get Akeem Hicks and Leonard Floyd on one side of the defense and have them healthy running efficient stunts you know fast really being able to overwhelm their competition they got to have someone on that other side that's going to provide a little bit of pressure to the quarterback pushing him out of the pocket or if or if Leonard and Akeem are pushing him their way there's got to be someone there to accept him and I think Lynch and I talked I talk often about Jonathan Bullard and what he's got to be able to accomplish this season so that other side is going to be equally as important as Akeem and Leonard Floyd let me touch on one other thing too you know with Prince Mukamara getting uh, his contract also and it's a, it's a three-year deal about takeaways, he, he even admits it. He, you know, he's got to get some interceptions too. His last one, September twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, against the Washington Redskins when he was playing for a different team. So it's been a while since he's had himself an interception. And we'll see if it, you know, continues. Because I'm with Tom. I think you. I don't think they're done at pass rusher. I, I personally think, you know, Leonard Floyd hopefully comes back back healthy. Already brings up Aaron Lynch, who's familiar with the defense, uh, comes over from San, San Francisco. And there there might be, you know, to me, a diamond in the rough. You know, I doubt that Bradley Chubb would, would fall that far to the Bears. I know a lot of people are high on Tremaine Edmonds right now. That seems to be a big name, the outside linebacker from Virginia Tech. Don't mind him at all, but we'll see there because there could be at that point at number eight you know, higher-rated players that the Bears would go in a, a different direction at that point. So look at the later pass rushers in this draft because I think the Bears had another one. Well, certainly uh, a lot depends at number eight if they stay there, certainly. But who else is moving up, if anybody? Will Buffalo look to move up from number 12? The Jets did from 6-3 to three over the week. So Miami, Arizona could be sniffing up in that top 10. Hey, maybe Bradley Chubb does fall. Maybe some of these big names do fall because... These teams are looking for quarterbacks. When we come back, we'll start taking some of your phone calls. If you're so inclined, 312-644-6767. Here on Bears All Access, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access, our final segment of the night. Thanks to Trey Burton earlier tonight, the Bears' new tight end from his Tampa home. Uh, fellas, I did see um, an interview he did in in his local, uh, in his town there in, in Tampa, and he was wearing his Bears hat. But a prominent player in high school there with uh, several state championships, a brother who played some football as well, Florida, uh, actually had a, a look at Notre Dame also as a, as a player. So um, some really good 
feelings about what he is as a person, let alone a player. You know what, though? He, you know, he's going to have to contribute a lot to the tight end position because, you know, we still have to make sure that Adam Shaheen gets his due because if Trey Burton is going to be this U tight end that's lined up all over the field and not necessarily in a three-point stance next to the dominant tackle or the point of attack, now is Adam Shaheen, I, I, I hope, People on he does have really solid blocking fundamentals for a young guy. He's going to have to improve on those considerably over the next couple of years. So if you're talking about multiple tight end sets, there's going to be one lifestyle for um, Trey Burton, and then there's going to be one style, one tight end style for the young guy. Yeah, and I think well, you look at it. Even if they go twelve personnel where you get to two tight ends on the field to me Shaheen can create some mismatches too so if you were to flex out um, Trey Burton and still have uh, Adam Shaheen in line that guy with his speed of getting off the ball he can make some issues on linebackers not only with his speed but his size just how big he is uh, as a tight end and I think that'll emerge down in the red zone as well you know even if they were to go potentially some 13 personnel or heavy when they need to uh with all three of their tight ends on, on the field they will create some mismatches on some linebackers and when, whether that's in flex or i think in line where shaheen can can really start to take advantage of some smaller linebackers that would be lining up uh on him and deon sims daniel brown also back with the bears as well so the tight end position and um whether they get some competition in the in the rookie class we'll see uh fellas there's so much about football that is under attack right now at the youth level and certainly just in general. But the fact is the game is still super popular. Everybody wants to play it. So the news today that, uh, Jim, I'm sure you discussed on your show uh, about a potential uh, start of a new league coming up here in 2019 called the Alliance of American Football. Ten-week season, 50-man rosters. Charlie Ebersaw, the son of the legendary TV executive Dick Ebersaw, launching this new league on February 19th of 2019 with a TV deal with CBS. Thoughts? Yeah, well, obviously it's going to be NFL run. You know, Bill Polian's going to be heavily involved. they got a lot of former NFL executives and league employees uh, that will be a big part of this. But, I, you know, I don't think it's anything that will compete with the National Football League. I think, if anything, the league, meaning the NFL, would potentially raid uh, the Alliance of American Football League, uh, their, you know, the talent that they're trying to cultivate. And also it's going to change from the safety aspect of it. Like, like you mentioned, they're going to remove kickoffs, onside kicks, uh, won't be utilized. Uh, t- uh, offensive linemen, linemen won't even be using a, a three-point stance. Um, and they're also, uh, I think, two-point conversions are going to be uh, more into it. And a lot of it, too, is they're going to speed up the play clock. All right, so it's just going to be a faster game, a more high-tempo game, kind of like an arena football, but based on a on a regulation field uh, presence uh, from from that standpoint. So, you know, and, and the league, uh, I think overall, I think we know even here at the NFL owners meetings next week, they're going to announce some things to make uh, the NFL safer in general, and uh, I think that just continues to be a trend moving forward with how things are, are approached now playing football. Well, I think it's silly if you take fundamentals away from the game because every offensive lineman, when they go into the NFL, they're going to need to know how to use a three-point stance, and that's a certain that takes a process of making sure how you feel the most comfortable, whatever body style you have to be in that stance to be your most 
most explosive, you're most unbalanced, and don't give away any key deception, any key uh, signs to the uh, the guy you're playing against or the defensive line you're playing against. When I signed in the USFL, I went there because I thought they had the right template for success, and they did. And there's a couple owners that end up screwing it up. But if you go and you look at the caliber of play in the USFL and look at the quality players that went on to play in the NFL, it did a lot to develop players. It did a lot to give these guys the extra 100 to 1,000 reps they needed against a different opponent to go in and play in the NFL. So I'm all for these other leagues, and you know, you never know about – some of these guys that play different sports that maybe want to a- a- attempt to play football because that's where they've developed basketball and these other sports. So maybe it'll open an op- open the door for a lot of other guys to get involved in the game. So there is a bunch of uh, play- Troy Polamalu and Jared Allen and Justin Tuck and those sorts of gentlemen, but with Bill Polian and you know with this no three point stance, I knew you were going to go right there. Tom, it's ridiculous. I, I, it's but just the thing about Bill- it is, are they trying to say by by doing this? That that's a safety issue if well, you're no. not in a three point. Let's stand? let's make the la- let's make the offensive lineman lazier and fatter. That's what you're doing <laughs> because you know what, Jeff, you can tell a lot about your the way you're proportionally built as an offensive lineman once you get in a stance. And Dick Stanfeld, our offensive line coach, used to teach of us teach us a three point stance. And then you kind of converted it to your body style. Keith Van Horn at six foot seven is going to have a different stance than Jimbo Covert. I know one's a right tackle, one's a left tackle, but their body styles are a lot different, just like Mark Bortz and myself. So I think that it's a key fundamental that if you take that away from a developmental league, once they do get a chance to go in the NFL, they're going to be so far behind because of no use of the stance. And and on short yardage, goal line scenarios in different areas of the field, you are going to be in a stance. Jim, I, we rattled yeah, his cage, buddy. Well, I mean, I feel bad for Tom's uh, fellow offensive lineman, but quarterbacks will be getting a lot of reps. Receivers will be getting a lot of reps. I'm so. all good for that. You know what? You know, you know what's kind <laughs> yeah. of struck me funny is this past weekend I was watching the national championships of college wrestling, and if you look at the heavyweight match, Michigan has a guy that's six seven, two hundred and eighty pounds, and wow. Ohio State has the best heavyweight in the world who is 225 pounds. So I'm thinking about these guys, if they become seniors in high school at their sport of choice, whether it's basketball, lacrosse, wrestling, if you do have that size and you do want to try to transcend into another sport, will this give that the you know different guys an opportunity? Oh, well, I'll see, but uh, it, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. You got the XFL rebirth coming after that too. So at least, hey, the good news is people kind of want to keep uh, – playing football and that's the most important thing right now obviously so a couple other notes before we take off today uh this week on inside the bears our good friend spice adams fellas catches up with his former teammate tommy harris oh very good tommy oh, harris that'll be great yeah inside the bears airing saturday at 6 p.m on cdw 50 chicago and sundays at 10 35 p.m on fox 32 chicago you can also watch segments online at chicagobears.com or on the chicago bears official app anytime Fellas, thank you so much. You brought it tonight. Good energy. Glad to have you. Tom and T- Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, thanks again to Trey Burton, uh, the Bears' new tight end, one of the Bears' uh, new offseason acquisitions. Uh, Ryan Pace has been busy. He's going to stay busy. This is the prime time now, too. This is when the really good teams, the good organizations, start cherry-picking free agents and getting those deals that are not the big blow-up deals and getting ready for the draft coming up here in April as well. That's going to do it tonight for all of us here on Bears All Access. 
Brought to you by IGS Energy. Thanks, as always, to our director of content, the man who makes this show happen, Dan Barilli. Thanks to Herb Lawrence and Tony Gill, as well on the board in our WSCR studios. And most of all, thank you for listening. Until next week, for Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening to Bears All Access on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Chicago Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, FanDuel, and PNC.